This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Happy Friday, Raider Nation. Open up a cold one. Sit down, have a meal. And listen to Mo and Scott read your questions and comments. Yes, it's time for our Friday Silver and Black Today mailbag. Raider Nation mailbag. We take questions from you. We answer them. We try to answer them. Mo will answer them. I'll just be snarky and make smart-ass comments about it. No, I won't. We'll we'll answer the questions and have fun with it. Mo, I love these shows. We talked about uh, on the show yesterday at the end how much we appreciate so much interacting with our fans. And this is, you know, it's not that the mailbag is anything revolutionary, but I think in the podcast world, um, it's not always done that much. So for us to be able to do that, some people do calls, some people do other stuff, video even. Uh, I love the mailbag, and it seems to be popular because people are sending us questions from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I said it on uh, Thursday's show that that is our time to interact with you, the fan. Yes. So if you can't get our, our attention for whatever reason on Twitter, if I'm not answering your DMs because I think you're you know, a troll or somebody <laughs> trying to scam me, this is your way of communicating and getting answers from me and Scott. Absolutely. And it gives you an opportunity to, to, to write it out because I know Twitter can be hard sometimes because it's short. So this gives you the opportunity to do that. Uh, and, and you might be listening to the show at a time like our first note, our first uh, email here 
uh, from Craig Welsh, and I'll tell you where he's from in a second, uh, who's on the other side of the world. And so because he's on the other side of the world, he might be listening to it when we're sleeping <laughs> or vice versa. And so this gives him an opportunity to send something, and we appreciate it. So, Mo, let's jump right into this one. Uh, this comes to us from Craig Welsh, as I mentioned, in Kirk and wait, Kirk Newton, Kirk Newton, Midlothian, which if you're a musician, you know what Midlothian is, uh, Scotland. That is near Edinburgh in Scotland. Yes, Scotland. I'm trying to do my, what's his name? Sean Connery. No, I can't do it. Um, but I'm trying, so you can make fun of me and I'll take it. Okay, so that's where it's coming from. Um, <laughs> from Craig Welsh. Craig, great to hear from a Raider fan over in the UK in Scotland. So here's what he says. He says, hey, guys, loving the content you put out for Raider Nation. Really appreciate it all the way from Bonnie, Scotland. Uh, my question relates to team the team potentially going back to Napa for training camp. See, I would have never thought about this. Uh, have you heard anything official on this or possibility of time timelines on when they could resume training camps at the previous used facility? I recall Jerry Jones commenting he thought it was the best training camp set up in the league and he would love to make it home for Cowboys. I think Mark Davis said he wanted to do it, but then with COVID they had to do it. But then you see Bill Belichick, his recent compliments regarding the setup in Henderson. Uh, and, and yes, and, and Craig, good question. He says, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, always look forward to your shows. Kind regards, Craig Welsh from Kirk Newton, Midlothian, Scotland. Um, so Craig, I'll jump in on this one first and I'll get your comments, Bo, but it was moved to Henderson because of COVID. There's no question. They had to be on their own facilities. It was an NFL rule. All the teams were subjected to that. And I think what happened was they they learned, despite the weather being very hot in Vegas, and it got up in the 90s too, if you remember, up in Napa. There's no wine in Vegas except bottles at the casino. <laughs> There's no wineries. Mm -hmm. But um, I think what they learned from it was that, yes, the facilities, having everything there, the players are at home, which is good and bad, I guess, because you get away from camp. The old camps that they used to do in the NFL, when the Raiders first started going to Napa, going back to the great Raider teams of the 60s and 70s, um, it was a different time. You had two-a-days, so you were there constantly. It was much more intensive. Now that camp has changed, it's a lighter workout, number one. And number two, it is more fan-oriented. And I think what the Raiders are finding, and I can't speak for them, I will ask their PR staff for anything official. I, they've not released anything official about going back to Napa. Um, but you think about it, if you want Raider fans to come and enjoy training camp, Las Vegas is a pretty good place to do it too. I know it's not Napa, but Las Vegas is easy to get to. It's cheaper to get to. You don't have to drive to get there. You just land at the airport and you can take a cab right to Raiders facility. So I don't think they will go back to Napa. I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing, Mo, from a business perspective and the fact that they want to continue to build up Vegas as a destination for Raiders fans, I think they keep it there. Yeah, and I was just going to touch on your last point. I think because the team now, they're the Las Vegas Raiders or the Vegas Raiders, you want to <laughs> keep you want to keep things there because you're building up in that in that area and you want fans to come to games. And that is your home now. Uh, no offense to the people who used to attend Activities out there in Napa, but Vegas is the primary location. And I think that's that's going to play into it. But to your point about Bill Belichick, and he, he called it the Taj Mahal of, of facilities. Do you want to leave the Taj Mahal of facilities to go back to not downplaying Napa? But he said that was that was a one first class better than any 
facility he's seen. So I think yeah. that compliment, not that they're listening to Bill Belichick, but I'm sure other people have compliments that, well, these facilities are, are definitely first class. Why would you want to move away from that? And, and Mo, you think about how, again, I go back to how training camp has changed. You know, you, you mm-hmm. when we had Phil Villapiano on the show so many times and he talked about we'd go and we'd be six in the morning and then we'd have two practices. Sometimes we'd have three practices and then we'd go out drinking all night. That, those were the old days and they're fun to listen to. Trust me. Great storyteller. But it's different now. These guys, not only are they focused and the money involved just makes everything so much more, the gravity of everything so much bigger. The camps are easier. They just are. They're easier because of the collective bargaining agreement and because of injury and because of protecting the player, player safety, Mm -hmm. they don't do as much. And oh, by the way, they do a lot of nutrition. They do a lot of uh, other workouts, stretching and weights. And that's all right there. They have this, as, as you mentioned, they have this beautiful facility, which everybody is praising. So it makes sense to stay there. And even though the Raiders are now rolling in the dough, as we saw from Forbes, the value of the franchise went sky high again. Um, they Why spend the money, right? Have your fans come in. This this year, they, they put out the, the grandstands. They put up tents to shade it for people. I think they will continue to build that into a bigger thing uh, and, and make it a much more fan-focused and fan-friendly environment moving forward. So uh, we'll see. And that's nothing against Napa. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. really is. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you again, Craig, for your question. We certainly appreciate that one. All right. Now we go out to West Hartford, Connecticut, not too far from where Mo's at. He's pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking at, or we're going to hear from John Q. Robinson in West Hartford, Connecticut, uh, John says, hey, if the Raiders win a Super Bowl under this regime, this is an interesting one, should Raider Nation harbor any resentment that it's McDaniels with his Patriots pedigree of all people bringing a championship to Raider Nation? I'll let you start with this one, Mo. This is a funny question, to come, considering where it's coming from. Connecticut? Patriot, <laughs> Patriots country? You know? I'm, I'm just saying. But, um, no, I think I, I think once... Josh McDaniels walked in the door and put on that silver and black gear. Him and uh, Dave Ziegler, I think at that point, there were some fans, of course, that said, oh, I don't know about these Patriots guys coming in. I don't know Josh McDaniels and his uh, you know, his tenure with Denver. And, you know, they were, there was just something with – it goes back to the Tom Brady fumble, let's be honest. Of course. While Raiders fans just don't want any Patriot guys in the building, they were, people were kind of skeptical. But I think winning cures all, right? Winning is oh, the yeah. best perfume. So if Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler go out there and they, and they, as you said, deliver a Super Bowl, I think all is forgotten, especially considering what the Rays have been through over the past 20 years since they've been in the Super Bowl with, with the Buccaneers and how that ended to now. If they deliver a Super Bowl, all no one's saying, well, I, I like the Super Bowl, but I didn't like it that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler led them to the Super Bowl. No one's going to say that. They're just going to be <laughs> celebrating the Super Bowl. So, yes, if they win a Super Bowl, I think all of that Patriot stuff is out the window. And they'll also be considered Raiders. Yeah. And and does it really matter? If you win, I mean, listen, I don't care if it was Bozo the Clown. Who cares? You win, right? And I'm not, I'm not in any way belittling John's question because he went on to say about I want to add this. He said, don't get me wrong. So we're making sure John is heard here. Uh, don't get me wrong. My my disdain for the Patriots, so he's not a Patriot fan, the, the tuck rule, which he mentioned, of course, mm-hmm. will never fade. The Raiders' commitment to excellence is tried and true, but so is the Patriot way. So here's a Raider fan who hates the Patriots, but he also respects. This is how. This is my feeling. The only the only team. Well, there's two teams that I would say because hate is a strong word. 
right? I don't talk about hating too many things in the world, but there's two teams I hate. One is the Yankees, okay? Ouch. And number Ouch. two is Duke. So, so <laughs> F Bobby Hurley and F Duke. But wow. Yes, and F the Yankees. But I respect the Yankees. I don't respect Duke because they cheat like hell. But I, I, the Yankees, I respect them. 27 world champions. Like, how, how can you argue with that? I don't care who they are and how much you hate them. I respect them. So I can, I can relate to John on that one. He said, um, also, many coaches fell short over the last 20 years. It's Coach McDaniel's turn now, and I wish him all the best success and hope for a healthy, exciting, scandal-free season. <laughs> and that is um, that is John Q. Robinson in Connecticut. So that's a good one. I like that one. I, that was a good one. I'm actually interested in how he became a Raider fan in Connecticut. That That's the story I would like to hear, John Q. If you want to reply with that story, that would be great. I will shoot him back a note and ask. Um, so that's good. All right. So, John, you, you, you guys, the first two questions, great one. Craig and John uh, from different parts of the world with different, very different questions, but still, uh, you know, just sort of off the field questions, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we go out to John Davis, J-O-N. Who else spelled their name like that? John Davis uh, in North Carolina. And he asked. That's my guy, John. Is that your guy, John? John? I think it's Rock585. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. There yes, you go. on Twitter. I think I think it is. Yeah. There you go. Yes. So he's he asks, uh, and I'll give this one to you, Mo. Does the loss of Mullen change your win-loss prediction for the Raiders? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Does it, it change doesn't. your win-loss? It doesn't. I'll tell you, and then we kind of went into it on, what Thursday. was it, Thursday, about yeah. Nate Hobbs' role. I think Nate Hobbs... Nate Hobbs being the guy that could play outside and inside make made Trayvon Mullen expendable because would you rather have Trayvon Mullen coming off of an injury in a contract year can only play on the boundary or would you rather have Nate Hobbs who can possibly play both positions mm -hmm. play the slot at a high level and is on a cheap contract where you're not paying him more than 1.3 million I believe for the next three years so I, I think I'm not saying Mullen was a bum because I, I see that a he's lot not, where yeah. people are saying, oh, Mullen wasn't that good anyway. I, I believe he's a starting caliber cornerback and cornerbacks are a premium position. You need those guys, especially in the AFC West. Yeah. But I think Nate Hobbs is up to the challenge to have an expanded role. Again, on the inside, when you're playing nickel three with three cornerbacks, on the outside, when you're in base defense on the boundary with two cornerbacks. So Trayvon Mullen out, but I think Nate Hobbs moves in, plays about 90% of the snaps, and he becomes a star doesn't change my win-loss prediction for the Raiders. I am on the Nate Hobbs wagon. I think that's why Trayvon Mullen's gone. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's Absolutely. That's how good he is, and they saw it. And he's proven it. He proved it last year, and I think he's going to get him more. Again, we talked about him, and I believe, I mean, I know it's hard to predict pro bowlers, but he's going to be in that conversation. I really, truly believe that. John Davis, North Carolina, good question. Thank you for that one. All right, now we go down to Atlanta, GA. Uh, where there's like 8,000 streets named Peachtree. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, here's the question from Lawrence who says, hey, guys, I listened to every show, heard you talking about not being too concerned with the Waller situation. We talked a lot about Waller on Thursday, yesterday's show. Now that he has Rosenhaus as his agent, that scares me. Do you think the chances he holds out or doesn't come back to the Raiders is possible? I know he has a contract, but it seems this is going in the wrong direction. I don't think any chance of him holding out. And, Mo, we talked about it yesterday. Um, I have my concerns, which if you want to hear my in-depth concerns, again, we talked about it yesterday. Go listen to yesterday's show if you already haven't. Um, but I don't – I'm. you're hearing this from fans. Are they getting this osmosis from us, or um, is it Rosenhaus's um, um, reputation? Full disclosure, when it was announced that Darren Willett had hired Rosenhaus and I believe Robert Bailey, Scott yeah. texted me and he's like, this is a new wrinkle. And I, he, he didn't express concern. It wasn't like, I'm alarmed about this, but he's I like, did. this is a new wrinkle. And he's and he's correct. And your concerns out in GA are, are, are legitimate because we, and we discussed this in the last show on Thursday, Drew Rosenhaus is known for swinging for big deals. And yeah. you got to believe that with Josina Anderson's report that Wall is looking for $16 million, that that that's probably the number they're looking for. Or, or maybe it could be higher, a little higher, because when you negotiate, you know, certain numbers get thrown out there, but it's not necessarily accurate. Not saying I'm questioning Josina, but that number, 16 million, is high as it is. So we we already know that he's looking for a massive extension. To answer his question, though, I would only worry about this, and I said this on Thursday, mm -hmm. if Waller gets hurt. If he goes into the season and he doesn't get a pay raise and he doesn't have any guaranteed money in his contract, he has no reason to push himself 100% knowing that he's not financially protected and he's 30 years old in his th age 30 season. Yeah. So I could see him saying, okay, I'm banged up. I'd rather take a game off here and there. I know Raiders fans don't want to hear this because they want to hear that their player is going to go all out every game, whether it hurt or not. But that's just not the reality when you think about it because these players want to be financially set. They know their careers could be over like that within a snap. So they want to be financially protected. But what I will say is, before week one, before the Raiders take a snap against the Chargers, I actually think Darren Wall is going to have a new deal, whether it's an extension or a short-term pay raise for the 2022 season. I think he will have a new, a new deal, so you won't have to worry about him possibly holding out or not playing. But I don't, as Scott said this in, on Thursday too, that I don't think it's in Darren Waller's mindset to not show up or not be a no-show for the team because he could have done that all offseason. He could have. Yeah. He, had, he had months to do that, and I don't see why you would do that while the season's going on, while you're pushing for a Super Bowl title. So I don't think it happens. And if reports are near accurate, you're talking about $48 million totally, maybe, you know, if you're doing a three-year deal at 16 mil a year, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't go out and risk that you have, you have to get it. And, 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 and you have to understand if, even if it hurts your feelings that Darren Waller, if he doesn't get anything, which again, I think you're right, Mo, I highly doubt something doesn't happen before next week and, and we'll be talking about it here on silver and black today uh but uh yeah i i just don't see it but but i do appreciate your uh question lawrence down in atlanta thank you for listening what we're going to do we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to get to a couple more questions uh and then we'll preview a little bit about what we might be looking into next week uh you're listening to mo and scott this is silver and black today our friday mailbag edition don't go anywhere raider nation <laughs> 